You're listening to Diplomatic Dispatch, brought to you by Idea Farm Malaysia. Get updates on our upcoming episodes and programs via our website at www.ideafar.gov.my or follow us on our social media at Ideafar Malaysia. International Women's Day is celebrated on the 8th of March every year. The date has been celebrated ever since the women of Soviet Russia managed to obtain universal suffrage in 1917. This year, 2022, the theme of the International Women's Day is Break the Bias. Malaysia's women have long been an integral part of Malaysian politics and administration. Beginning with the first woman diplomat in the form of Madam P.G. Lim, The Diplomatic Corps of Malaysia has always seen its women rise through rank and file to become ambassadors, high commissioners and occupy other top management posts. As we celebrate Women's Day on 8 March, Diplomatic Dispatch thought it would be timely to speak to a few of the many women of substance in the diplomatic world. Thank you for being with us today. Before we begin, let me share a brief introduction to our listeners. Ms. Norli Mwaza has served in the Malaysian government service for more than 20 years and has been posted to the Netherlands and Italy. She had led various divisions in the ASEAN Malaysia National Secretariat and is now the Director for the Competency Enhancement Centre at IDFR since 2022. Ms. Norli, please share with our listeners on how your diplomatic journey started and challenges you have faced along the way. Balancing work and family life, postings, and advice to aspiring women diplomats of tomorrow. I joined Wisma Putra after five years in service with the home sector. I was already in my fifth year. I am still new to the foreign service as compared to my colleagues from the same batch in Wisma Putra. So I have limited knowledge of international relations and all the diplomatic practices. So the challenge I face is basically equipping myself with the little amount of time that I have with information and knowledge of working in the foreign service, be it in terms of work or in my personal life. As I didn't have the privilege of working as desk officer at the ministry prior to my posting, either a bilateral desk or even a multilateral desk. So Basically, I had to accelerate my pace a little faster than my colleagues who are in the ministry to further get right information for my next posting. That is basically the challenge that I can mention now, joining the foreign service. Most peculiar would be my first posting. That will be the Hague, Netherlands. The reason why I say this is because that was when my limit was tested as a woman, number one, a mother, and also as a lady diplomat. year 2005. You face challenges in everywhere you go. But like I mentioned, most peculiar will be my first posting, the Hague Netherlands. But I was lucky because I had the opportunity to work with an experienced lady ambassador at that time. And she guided me uh, throughout my whole career there, my whole posting, and I learned a lot from her. But if to mention the most memorable part of my career would be when I was assigned to the um, ASEAN Malaysia National Secretariat at Wisma Putra, because this was where I served the longest, about six to seven years. My last posting, which was the Rome, uh, Italy, well, I was more confident and the challenges were a little bit different. So I was more prepared. 
than the first posting that I had. The reaction of my family will be, number one, excited. But mostly, we were all overwhelmed by the news that I was being posted to the Netherlands. The initial posting was actually, I received was to Geneva. But some or other, um, I think it got changed along the way. And I had the opportunity to be um, posted to the Hague Netherlands. It was never the plan at the very beginning of my career. But the opportunity was presented to me at the right time. As I mentioned just now, I was a young officer with limited knowledge of foreign service. So when I was informed that I'll be posted to the Netherlands, I had to study about the country. I had to study about the region and the multilateral issues that was next to my assignment. I left The Hague after giving birth to my son. That is right after I finished my two months confinement. So right after two months, I packed my bag and I had to fly over to The Hague, Netherlands. I went alone first. As uh, I have my family uh, felt that it would be better that I get myself adjusted before taking him there. So get everything well prepared. He only joined me later when he was nine months old. Smiling and walking and his two front teeth. That only he came to me in The Hague. I must say it was rather mental and emotionally challenging. When I was posted in 2005 to 2009, I think around year 2008, we had a case at the International Court of Justice. This was the um, case of Pulau Batu Putih. So I had the opportunity to be part of the Malaysia team during that time. It, it was a long uh, process, but having to struggle to meet deadlines and also at the same time, I had to manage my responsibility also as a mother. I went there only with myself and him uh, when I was in The Hague. But um, I kept myself positive, you know, keeping positive as I have always have to remember that as a single mother to now 16-year-old son who is constantly curious about life, uh, I'm lucky to say that um, I am fortunate to have a good support system that made my career path less bumpy. I want to highlight that. I never see that being a lady diplomat or a woman hinders me from pursuing my task. I feel that the lack of knowledge, the lack of knowledge should defer me from the rest of my colleagues be it a male counterpart or a lady colleague. Because there are so much challenges out there and basically you have to blaze your own trail. So it's not about being a strong woman. It's about how you plan your days. When you get up in the morning and asking yourself how to solve the problem, you have to balance also and consider the situation around you. So basically, resources are all around you. You will be able to manage it if you know how to use it to assist you throughout your daily lives. Basically, in general, after serving 22 years in the civil service, including foreign service, I must say that it's just hard work. I can say that, number one, determination. When you do your job, you are determined that you need to provide good output, positive output for the country and also for your family. Along the way, I learned to build confidence. So when you do your work, when you go out, especially when you're posted abroad, so most of the time you are connecting with the people outside, even if it's local or counterparts um, from other countries. So you have to be confident with yourself, what you have. Integrity and intelligence. So every day is basically is about getting 
more information and knowledge. You read a lot. or You not basically look, but you see. You have to see what is surrounding you. And finally, is that the best part of being posted abroad is when you hear the national anthem, our national anthem, Negaraku. You will feel humble and it will take you back home. So always keep your feet on the ground, but stay humble. Stay humble with yourself. And I think that's about the advice that I will give. And I'm, I'm still learning too as, as a lady diplomat or in fact, as a person, it's about uh, learning every day. So you get the, the information around you and that's how you build your character. Thank you, Ms. Norley. Allow me to introduce our next guest, Ms. Mimi Kaur. She is currently the counsellor at the Embassy of Malaysia in Bangkok. She was a research assistant and a lecturer before joining the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in 2008. Ms. Mimi has also been posted to the Embassy of Malaysia in Muscat, Oman. Ms. Mimi Kaur, without further ado, please share with us your diplomatic journey. I think as a junior officer then in Wisma Putra in 2008, I was very grateful and lucky to have very strong role models, especially in lady diplomats. I had Dato Rashida as my first chief of inspectorate. So I was under her for four years and I have Dr. Adina and I have Dr. Shahs throughout my service in, the, in Wisma Putra. I have very strong female role models that I aspired and I look up upon. When we say about diplomatic world, diplomacy, mostly controlled by men. I'm sure you know the quote that women are their best enemies. So being women in diplomacy, we strive very hard to compete with the men. <laughs> so sometimes we overdo, sometimes we underdo, but we try our level best. But I think the most challenging thing in this diplomatic line, eh? especially when we are married or maybe about to get married. But usually if you are married with kids, when we get posted abroad, the most challenging part is separation. Separation from most probably your partner, your husband, your wife, and also maybe some, some places, hardship posts, you can't bring children. So I think separation is, is the most challenging to me. Uh, up to this point, I think it's separation from family members. And Sometimes not knowing what is going to happen to your family back home, especially if you are sent to far off countries and you don't have like good flight connections. So sometimes if anything bad happened to our family uh, back home, then that would be the most challenging, I feel, yeah, at the moment. But getting posted abroad is challenging as well. Even like if you're moving house or moving state, even in Malaysia, it's still challenging, but when you are abroad, you need to have a very good support system. Usually our support system when we are abroad, are our home-based staff, our colleagues, their family members, Malaysians abroad. So these are our, our support system. And my support system from my first posting to my next has been very good, especially from our home-based staff and from our ambassador spouses because they are very experienced. They have gone through several postings, so they do understand the challenges of a female uh, lady diplomat. Basically, in the line of work, we basically face the same challenges as uh, male diplomats. But I think in the household, Malaysia being a patriarchal society, usually motherly instincts, maternal instincts, especially when we go up the career ladder, 
we'll always think about the family, the times that we have lost with the with the children, with the husband. True. So sometimes we take a step back, whereas the male diplomats, yeah, we do face the same problems, but because we are there to support them, so they get to excel more than the female. This is also a challenge, yeah. Sometimes we would want to be somebody, right? But when we think about the family and also, especially when we have elderly parents, when we are older, so we get to think a lot about that. We do not want to get posted far. We want to be nearer to them. Yeah, so these are some of the challenges. To, so to excel in this line of work, especially abroad, we need to have a solid support system. Not only for the female, the lady diplomats, or this also applies to all diplomats who, are, who aspire to become diplomats in this diplomatic line. Basically, we have to um, know our facts well. Um, we have to have uh, the phase of calm, especially as an embassy. That is the first phase that the public or the Malaysians abroad will look up to. If you uh, remember the, the story of our mission in Kiev, so this lady, Fafa, brought back the Malaysians. So whenever we are abroad, especially when we are a lady abroad and the small missions like that, you, people would usually remember the ladies because there's only a few of us abroad. And here, because I am the head of Chancery, also counsellor, I get to meet so many people and when they have problems, they'll call us. And we have to be the link between them and the embassy. So whatever perception they have with you, it will reflect back on the embassy. I have a domestic helper. It helps a lot. That is also a good support system then. And I have my colleagues, my ambassador, my ambassador's spouse. Wife was very kind. And we manage. Yeah, we manage. After some time, we adapt to the culture. We adapt to the work style there, the lifestyle. We adapt. Yeah, it was fun. And I actually had my third child there after 11 years. So that was the best gift to the family from that posting. Yeah, aside from the experiences with the new environment. Yeah, so we brought back a piece of Oman with us in the form of my third child. Uh, the support system I meant is, uh, especially when we are far away, regardless if your spouses are trailing spouses, the support system that I meant is, you will need to have supportive colleagues because when we are abroad, especially in small missions, like in Oman, there were only four of us. The ambassador, myself, the personal assistant to the ambassador, as well as the uh, EO. So there were only four of us. And, uh, and for, unfortunately, then the two officers, my EO and the uh, personal assistant were not married. So the, there were only a few of us, but there were many Malaysians there. And uh, through Perwakilan, uh, I get to know many ladies. And from the ladies, I met their husbands and their families. So the support system grew bigger and the Malaysian community. And then we had events together. And every week we go each houses, we rotate houses and have dinner or lunch. For weekend, we go camping, especially during winter months in Oman. And we go Dubai, travel by road to Salala, which is 12 kilometers 12 hours drive from Muscat. So that kind of support system is like a family. It's a new found family abroad, which is similar to your family in Malaysia. But since your family are so far, so we need to have that because we are very close. You know, in Malaysia, we have so many relatives 
But when you were posted abroad, you would not have your relatives with you. So this is the only time when friends becomes your relatives. So it becomes your family. Yes. And then it will take away some of your burden. When you have problems, you get get can get advice from them. Um, when you need support, moral support, or whatever kind of support that you need, when you have events, you don't have enough manpower, you can just call them up and ask help. So this is the kind of support system that we need, especially from HQ as well. Sometimes we need to call our colleagues for help, things that we do not understand. So these are kind of support that we need, especially when we are abroad and when we don't have that many choices of people. My advice is, this is the same advice I received um, when I first joined the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and I was given the inspectorate division. I was under the guidance of Rashida. I called on her on my first day of work at the division. She did ask, why do you want to join Wismaputra? Then I said, well, I like traveling and see the world. Then she said, do you know that you can get separated from your family? But during that time, in 2008, my only intention was, you know, I thought Wisma Putra going to travel a lot. Yeah, but I never realized how hard it would be, you know. Yeah, I would advise all the aspiring lady diplomats, if you are passionate about something, you'll just go with your heart first. <laughs> and then um, when it, the situation comes, then decide. Because I can't give you all the scenarios that what might happen in the future. But to me, I'll just go with the flow first and see if I can, you know, if I can take it, I can, I can go further with that. I will. I will try. But if I can't, I will find ways to cope. If you have passion on things that you are passionate about, then just go for it. Thank you, Ms. Nurli Muadza and Ms. Mimi Kaur for the wonderful insights. To conclude our session today, Diplomatic Dispatch hopes that this episode will inspire all women out there and let us together celebrate the strong, independent and wonderful women in our life. Tune in for more episodes of the IDFR podcast, Diplomatic Dispatch. Thank you for listening.